Hello, fellow Rollers for Change. It's time for another podcast about gaming. Yay! Uh, this one's about gaming in isolation, and it actually happened uh, shortly after the uh, shelter order was set in place. Um, so, Josue and Susie and I got together and talked about the many different ways that you can virtually game with one another. But we left some important things off, so I'll, I'll start by, by caveating that way and uh, offering those things right now. To begin with, uh, we did talk about Tabletopia and Tabletop Simulator in the podcast, but we didn't really talk about it from a perspective of having tried things out. So now I can tell you that for Tabletopia and for Tabletop Simulator, they are both physics engines, which means basically that they have a lot of games, but they don't have the ability to... Like, the computer doesn't know the rules. So you can pick up things, you can put them down, you can shuffle cards, you can hold cards in front of you and keep them separate from other people, etc. But you, you, there's no not going to be any computer that's going to say, ooh, you did that wrong. So all those experiences of playing games where you're like, we played this whole game with the rules wrong, can still happen in those arenas. But if you look especially at uh, Tabletopia, there's about 800 games there. And if you know the rules, you can play those 800 games. So that's pretty exciting for those of us who are looking for virtual tabletop worlds. The other one we left out was Boitjano, which is similar to Yukata and Board Game Arena, which you're going to learn all about in the podcast. But I just wanted to put that one out there also because that is another board game website that you can check out. Uh, one more caveat before we go in here, and that is that somewhere in the middle of the podcast, I started talking about RPG Research, which is a, a great group of people who have been uh, working to legitimize role-playing game therapy and you know back it up with solid evidence. Um, I called it the wrong thing on several occasions, but please go back and check it you know you're not going back you're going forward go forward and check it out and know that I know what I'm talking about I just don't have the right words at the time I could have edited it out but then it would have made things really strange because it would have there's a it would create a bigger a bigger transitional problem than I wanted to so now you know the ins and out of, of podcasting just sometimes you got to twist things around and do things anyway um I think this is a great discussion between the three of us, even if it's only to help you get out of a stir-crazy space, because we had a lot of fun together. And uh, uh, we'll return again in a couple of weeks with yet another great podcast. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, without further ado, here is the podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to Rolling for Change, broadcasting from the coronal waste of the Gametopia. My name is Woody Harris, and I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, uh, Josue Cardona. Hola. Hello. Hola. And I am also joined by my wonderful wife, Susie Harris. Hello. Hey, guys. We've never had this team before. It's kind of true. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're, true. we're like uh, comic books, you know? We have different team-ups that go on uh, yeah. every time we come on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So today, guys, we are talking about gaming in isolation because, of course, we're, we're responding to the changes in the world at large. Uh, most countries, uh, I believe most countries at this point, are on kind of a lockdown status where you're only supposed to be uh, out with people on a very limited basis. Um, and we're trying to learn how to live. I mean, it's only been a weekend, but it still feels like we should be talking about, well, how do we, <laughs> how do we deal with this as gamers? And of course, video gamers are like, I've been doing this forever. Uh, <laughs> I love board gamers. I love maybe not so much because we're very social creatures for the most part when it comes to playing board games. Yeah. 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 But I love those memes of like everybody's freaking out and doesn't know what to do inside the house. And then you see gamers are just 
living it up or ex introverts <laughs> are just like, well, what's going on? Like, this is fine. This is perfect. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just have all my stuff delivered to me. It's no big deal. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is what I always do on, on the weekend. What do, what do you do on the weekend? <laughs> so I, I think it's a good idea for us to talk about how we respond to this as gamers, whether we are video gamers or board gamers, because certainly I think video games will take a turn up. <laughs> as a result of the changes in the world right now because we're looking for environments to play in and we can't necessarily play in our environments, our physical environments like we used to be able to. So we turn to the o the Oasis when we can and when we can't, we play games with family and friends uh, on tables that are, you know, with people that are safe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think the thing to do is kind of for those people who are gamers, board gamers, who are out there and kind of feeling like maybe you're in some kind of isolation. Maybe you already know about all these things that we're going to talk about, but it's important to realize that there is a whole host of platforms that you can utilize to play games online with other people at a distance. Yeah. So, so I mean, I don't know. I, like you said, I don't know how educational this will be for some people. At, le at the very least, I hope there's some like... Uh, you know, people people can relate, <laughs> maybe share their stories uh, to yeah. you later. But uh, this week has been educational for me. Uh, right around when all this stuff started and I came to Chicago, I, I went to a gaming convention, met up with a friend, and he was really into Pokemon trading card games. And he told me that every time you buy a booster pack of those cards, <clears throat> I'm sorry, of those cards, it comes with a digital code for a digital booster pack. Oh. And this, oh. this, this kind of blew my mind because I, I played back when, like I have a deck that's 20 years old <laughs> that I played oh. when, I was, when I was a teenager. And uh, I, haven't, I haven't really played since. I got into Magic a little and, and other types of games, but I hadn't gone back. So I, I got really excited because I knew someone who played and he said, oh yeah, I play digitally too. So he, like, he invited me to come to his game store on Fridays, but he also said we can play online whenever you want. I play almost every night, so I got excited about having that uh, alternative. So I went and I bought a theme deck, and that brought um, a theme deck is um, right when you it's like a pre-made deck to play, so you don't have to buy a bunch of booster packs. So I, I bought a pre-made deck, and it came with a code to use that deck in the game. So I have been I started practicing there. So once the the shelter in places started, the stay-at-home order started. Um, it's like I contacted my friend and we played one night. And so we actually haven't played with the physical cards. I haven't played with my physical cards, but I, I was able to play uh, digitally. And I've been, I've been playing online and it's really cool that it's, it's a one for one of that. But not all games have that one for one. When you buy a, when you buy a board game, it doesn't come with a digital code. That, not that I know of, right? To, like, to play the online version. Usually yeah, it's I've a completely different experience. And, and and like some games, you also don't want a one for one. Like earlier this week, I I sent you all the link to Monopoly on on mobile. <laughs> uh -huh. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. I'm glad we all bought it. <laughs> we all got to play at some point. But it's very. I mean, it's the original game, but it is animated, and it is it is very much. It is way more than just the ten dollar version you can buy at a you know at a target or something and so i i get that it's a different version it's not a one for one it doesn't feel like you're playing the board game like when you're playing pokemon trading card game online you're sitting like your perspective is the same as if you were sitting at a table seeing your cards and seeing the person's cards in front of you and and so i'm glad that this week we got to play and i learned of a few different websites where we can play board games that have been recreated in a way not like monopoly is a video game version and yeah, not with the high level of animation that you're seeing yeah it's just it it works right it has the rules built in and and we can play all these different games which now again like out of necessity we can do that but we're, we're still able to have game night so yep. i'm i'm i've I, I learned a lot this week <laughs> and i had fun so i'm i'm curious to learn more about what other options there are and which ones you you guys think are, are the best well so <laughs> We did try Monopoly. Thank you, Josue. Uh, <laughs> we, Susie and I played this with Brian the other night. And uh, I will say, okay, number one, drink. Number two. Amen. 
<laughs> I had um I had a pretty good time with it. Uh mostly at Brian's expense. Yes. Uh <laughs> because I think the, Brian I think everything on that game was at Brian's expense. <laughs> there there was some kind of game karma going on in which I got more doubles than anybody else. Susie went to jail. No, no. Yeah. Brian went to jail more than anyone else. No, I think I went to no, jail more. Susie than went did. to jail more than uh -huh. anyone else, and Brian hit that. That was it. It's luxury not luxury tax. tax. It's no, it's, um, a, it's the other tax that you come around the corner tax. as soon as you it's get to two hundred dollars and you have to pay the two hundred dollars again. Yep. He hit that almost six times. I think he hit six times actually. Yeah. Uh, oh. So. <laughs> so there it goes was your just, salary. <laughs> every time it happened, it would just be funnier and funnier and funnier, well, and then Susie <laughs> would get after me for making fun of him but i was like oh my god this is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> it was but then susie crushed us she crushed us so bad for a moment it was just like we all had four hundred dollars and then susie had a thousand dollars and then susie had two thousand dollars and then susie had four thousand dollars and then we were dead in the water yep. well it <laughs> it was luck just because i ended up landing on both park place and broadway at times when i had the money and you have the option in the game of either buying it outright or doing an auction. And for both of those, I was like, screw the auction. I'm not giving anybody else a chance to get these. So, and then I just built hotels on it. And poor Brian um, ended up landing on Park Place uh, three times? No, two. Two times. Yeah. Along with all the times that he lost his salary. So... Um, and I think, and you lost it once, and you ended up having to pay me fourteen hundred dollars, which oh, I had to almost mortgage everything that I had been making money yeah. off of. Oh. So that that is a distance game that yeah. we played, and you know yeah. Brian's, you know maybe an hour and a half, an hour hour and a half from us, and of course we're here in the house. But uh, that you can do that with so many different platforms. I mean, iPad is a great platform for that because you can play yep. all these games on on iPad. Like uh, I've been playing Lords of Waterdeep on a regular basis and a lot of the board games that have been ported over to iPad have some kind of networking so that you can play people at a distance. Mm -hmm. And that, Hostway, is complete with all the, the, the great graphics and things that you're talking about with Monopoly. Yeah, most of the, most of the apps for your um, devices have really good graphics and are, are, in, are, are somewhat intuitive to play, I would say. Not yeah. all of them, but most of them. Yeah. There's there's something I'll only say this once. This isn't this is the purpose of this episode, right? But I, I like <laughs> the versions of those games, uh, like the digital versions, because something like Monopoly when we had that episode just on Monopoly, I, I think a theme was that what are the rules even? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Yep. I don't think I'd ever played it correctly until this week when I played on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait a minute. You can mortgage your stuff and you can sell stuff and like, oh, and this was, it was all happening almost automatically, right? It's like right. all my options were available to me. It was just a click of a button. I didn't have to do any math. Like I really, I really enjoyed that, but th that's it. I'm not going to get on a soapbox about digital versus analog or anything like that. Um, but like that feels so different, right? Than actually mm -hmm. sitting down and playing a board game or playing um, yes. a physical game because everything that I said that I like about the digital that isn't present, right, is is mm -hmm. part of the fun of the analog experience. Like when someone doesn't tell you a rule, for example, in a game, and then like you find <laughs> out like two hours into it. I do not have enough eye roll in my head right now. For, <laughs> <this way. laughs> for those who oh, don't listen on a regular basis, Jose is referring to one now mythical moment <laughs> in which in which we failed to tell him all of the rules of Terra Mystica because we had only played it twice in the first place. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we're never you know, we're never living it down. Never living it down. You know, but like that kind of stuff can only happen in in a physical game, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um like I, I've I think I've told this story before too, but I was once playing checkers with a friend of mine from Belgium and when we got to the end, uh, when you, what is it, uh, when you king the your checker, when it gets to the other side? Is that what it's mm -hmm. called? Yeah. You get yep. king, right? Yep. When that happened, our rules completely diverged, and I learned about the European version of, of checkers versus the what? American version. Yeah. There's a difference? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Your, your piece uh, can move in different ways. So he started, oh. ma so he made this crazy move, and I was like, that's that's not allowed. He's like, 
yeah, it is. I've been playing my whole life. And, you know, I deferred. <laughs> I was like, okay, give me a second. I Googled it. And I was like, oh, he's right. The rules are completely different. And then I started playing with this new rule set that I've never used before. And I won. So it makes the story better for me anyway. And like that's like <laughs> this super cool moment that couldn't have happened any other way. I definitely didn't win Terra Mystica, but but it, there's, it's still a cool story. Like I remember that game more than if we just sort of played normal. <laughs> if we would have actually told it to you the right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but those are those are moments that like that. Those are the, some of the great things that happen, right? When you're when you're playing a physical game and the you're everybody's trying to you know stay with the rules or you're or you're changing the rules. Things that are easier to do than in a in a digital game. Yeah. I like that you're making distortion of the rules a feature of board gaming. <laughs> well, you know, you do house rules sometimes because you do. You do. Because there are every now and then you get a game where everything is great except for this one stupid rule that you have no idea why the hell it was put into place, but it breaks the game for you. So sometimes you house rule it and say, "No, we're throwing out that rule." Yeah. <laughs> like my my point is not only that it's a feature, right? It's that there's so many, I guess you could call them all features, right? Of Yeah going to a friend's house or going to a convention and having these experiences, playing with someone completely random, um, you know, things dropping. I don't, I don't know. There's a million different things that can happen. that can only happen in those situations. And they, they add to, to the experience True. and to the memories. Now to the plus side and not to go down the rabbit hole, but I do feel like you need to, it's an important discussion to, to point out. The nice thing about the digital world is, the, those complex games that the rules are really just hard to hang on to, like Terra Mystica, um, a an app does it like it just takes care of it automatically. The computer is already set to do all the right things and keep all the right boundaries in place, so you can't fail it. So, you know, I, if I, I taught Josue to play Terra Mystica <laughs> over the internet, we wouldn't yeah. be having these. These uh, eye roll discussions about uh, <laughs> failure to teach rules, which are which are fun. So I mean, it's a positive and a negative <laughs> yes. with that. Yeah, I, I love companion apps. In the old days, like when I played with Woody and I played the Terra Mystica, have I told you about that one time, <laughs> eons ago, <laughs> a long time ago? This all said from Hostway in his rocking chair. Yep, yep. I told you the tale of Woody Harris. <laughs> <laughs> It's the one witty story I'll remember when I'm when I'm 110. Oh, I, I hope there are more witty stories, but okay, sure. That's the um. one. It's the, it's the it's the it's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> but but you were talking about like this digital part of the rules and stuff, and you know, like I I do like digital um, companion apps. Not all games have them, and yeah. they're hard to make. I remember the first time we played Boca Boca. You told me like, oh, I have a friend who La made Boca. an app for that. What? Yeah, La Boca. La Boca. Yeah. Oh, La Boca, right, right, La Boca, Boca, Boca. Yep. La Boca. Yeah, and there was there was like an app for that that yep. arranged the turns and did the math, and I was like, this is yeah. definitely worth the two dollars. Absolutely, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was yeah, a fantastic yeah. app. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was simple, but it just like it helped you. But it worked where you needed it, and it didn't interfere or take away from the game. The game. It added to yep. it, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do really enjoy Laboka, and, and that app helps out a lot. And and you know, games like Mansions of Madness, where the app really kind of directs the story, that's really helpful. So there are things where the app and the board game connect really well. Yeah, yeah. But as far as these are these environments, and again, I I think a lot of gamers know about these, but I think it's worthwhile to talk about the different places we can play games. Um, one that we did this week was on Yukata. That is yukata.de, and if you if you go to their website, there are I don't know how many games there are. There are so many, um, and I thought I was gonna just pull it up right here, just real easily. Uh, no, no, because uh, it's on my games and not all games, and <laughs> I don't know how to get it back. Oh my! It's, it's not a good looking website. No. Oh, no. no, it's, it's a pretty simple bones. website. I mean, they did a good job of doing the graphics and things of that nature. Um, but they didn't uh, they didn't put any animations in place. Well, it but looks, when I look at all games, old, there's like basically. maybe 60, maybe 60 games there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, looks it like an old complex website, games like Voyages of Marco Polo and Terra Mystica is on there. <laughs> and I will 
Yeah, and what I will say about those kinds of of websites is they are they are not they were not made with um, devices in mind. So if you're playing it on like like, like a, an iPad, uh, iPad it, or something. Uh, I we were playing we played Marco Polo Thursday night with um, Brian and Ginger, and um, uh, it was hard for me playing Marco Polo on my iPad because it, it didn't it didn't fit the screen properly and so I'd have to move around a whole lot and it just it was a little frustrating. So I finally f figured out the best way of doing it so that it was the least intrusive but it was never not intrusive unfortunately. So so just to be clear we're talking about websites that allow you to play board games online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and obviously, like another way would be I don't know we we FaceTime or we use Skype or or, or Zoom like everybody's using now. Yeah, yeah. And then yep. like one person sets up a board the the game or multiple people set up their own versions and then you move everybody's pe like. The, oh, that we just, haven't ever tried that. Yeah, no, like, that's a good I, idea too. I don't I don't know I, I'm not presenting it as a good idea. <laughs> 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 I'm presenting it as a bad idea. <laughs> it can't. I mean, that's an alternative though, right? Like how how else would you do if you didn't have other tools? To be that's able true. to play yeah. You'd together, have to do it like that. Yeah, it's like I don't. Know, I've I've read of people playing chess over the mail, right? Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. so. So there are different ways to do it, especially something that you could play. Uh, I mean, you know, you're taking turns. It's like okay, my turn, your turn, and there are games that you could play asynchronously. So like you could have just one board and then have everybody make a choice and then play it that way. But that's yeah. I don't. That's definitely that ideal. So what we're talking about is websites that have recreated board mm -hmm. games in a way that you can then log in and everybody plays on a board together. And you're right. not looking at a real board, you're looking at a digital recreation. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's so fairly it, decent. And and again, it's the same way with all the rules are already in the system. So you don't need to necessarily remember them so much. Yeah. Because the the rules are there. Like, and they're and they're one for one experiences, right? They're not like the apps that we talked about earlier that you buy on iPad, right? Like a ten dollar version, yeah. Yeah, this is a, a an actual website. So, for example, <laughs> we had an, an um, so there's a rule in Marco Polo for what you're doing. Basically, is you have these dice that you roll, and then you use them as your player pieces on the board. So this is one little section where you can get some resources, but the rule is, um. You have to start. You have to put them down, starting to the far left, and they, they go in a line. And whoever the the pips that are on the top die. So if you put down a three, everybody else has to either put a three or higher than that when they put their die to the right of it. So um, and if we had forgotten this rule. You can only put one of your color die on that thing. You can't. So you, there there are some black die that are kind of um wild so you can you can put down your color die but you can't put another of your color die down you would have to put a black one down if you wanted to use it again and woody <laughs> poor and this is where color blindness comes into it because <laughs> woody had put one of his down on this line and he was he had a black die and then his color and he had one that was higher than the one that he had put down but it was his, his his color, and he didn't realize it, and he was thinking he was grabbing a black die. And he was like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? <laughs> he was so frustrated with it. And then we realized, um, Woody, sweetie, that's the same color as the other one you put down. And he's like, no, it's not. It's black. We're like, no, 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 it's not. Sorry. <laughs> and and here's so, the weird thing. Not everybody has seen the same color when they look at you caught yeah, up in different screens. Yeah, what the heck's with that? It's so That is a weird. really weird thing because I perceive Ginger to be blue, and she's like, nope, I'm red. Yeah, and, and I, I was, don't have red, I blue, red. color blindness. I was red also from my perspective. I had the red color. And Everybody Ginger was red had... from their perspective. Yeah, it was weird. Which is weird. Really <laughs> in strange. In Marco Polo also? Or are you talking yeah, about Las both. Vegas? Yeah, both. Yeah. In Las Vegas and in Marco Polo, it was the same thing. <laughs> Somebody on the programming end had a good time. He's like, I'm going to really mess with people. <laughs> I'm assuming it was just a lot easier to do. Yeah. But I'm, I'm surprised that, you know... I'm, I'm curious about how much more difficult it would have been to make sure that everybody had a different assigned color. Actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, I can think of how, why it was, it would have been complicated. I guess it, it does. It ultimately doesn't really matter. Um, 
in something like Las Vegas because it's it's about the numbers. I don't know if in Marco Polo it makes a It doesn't matter difference. either. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you're, you're right. I can totally see that the coding is much simpler if you do it that way. But yeah. still, it was disturbing to, to know that we all thought we were playing red. <laughs> For whatever weird reason. So we're still in the midst of our Marco Polo game, but we did get to play Las Vegas with Josue. Yes. And uh, the one thing I noticed about that experience is that the the dramatic pauses and the moments that you would, you know, kind of celebrate are taken over by the computer, and as a result, they just happen seamlessly without any pause or without any fanfare. So, you know, where you'd think it'd be like we're counting up money and we can see what each person makes, instead it just makes immediate scores, and then you have to look at the small print and determine whether or not you're making the money you wanted to make or didn't want to make. Some animation there would have helped out a lot. But how did you feel about uh, Las Vegas, Josue? Uh, I liked... Uh I like that it worked, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but I hadn't thought of what, what you're just saying, right? There's there were these moments where, like, on your last turn, if you only had one die or or all the die were the same number, then the play happened automatically, and it's funny because in if we were in the same place, like that might be one of those like dramatic moments where you like slam them down or like throw it or like, yeah, you know, like, do some kind of like reveal, like, ha look, look what happened. <laughs> um, and none of that happened. Sometimes I was like, what, what happened to my turn? And the money was the same way. It, it literally blinked. Yep. And, and then it showed who had the most money because it, you know, it, and everything was, Again, different from like these apps like Monopoly that's like taking the time to like shuffle money and move cards around. And mm -hmm. I love that it even moves your like if 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 you landed on a or got a chance card that was like advanced to go, you know, uh, and then like it moved your your piece all the way around slowly. Yep, like, that's mm -hmm. built into it because there's a there's a particular experience that you're trying to recreate. Mm -hmm. But that is again that is 100% a very uh, highly produced video game yeah. where this is trying to just get the rules to work which yeah. it did which it did yeah i still yeah, had to fun be fair, because Yukata we were... is is like uh funded by uh donations yep basically yeah so it, it's gamers who love gamers who are trying to put together something you know they get the rights to these games and they put all these games up but someone on the back end is programming they're programming for not a lot of money probably um, to try to keep Yukata alive and going, so that, that's that goes into that challenge, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that business model is very interesting to me because I asked that when we were playing. I wondered if this was like some bootleg website that like it's .de because you know it can't be in the states or they'll get sued or something uh, like yeah. that. I was like, what's Copyright what's going law. on here? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what what exactly is is happening? But so so yeah. just to be clear. The website gets the rights from the creator of the game or, or the publisher. To I put believe it on so. It? That is my understanding. I think okay. with the understanding that that they're not going to be, they don't get profit from it. You know what I mean? Like that's why. Got it. Got it. Like just it's, like it, yeah. It's it's um, the handshake agreement kind of. Like. Yeah. But and, I mean, and they don't have a ton of games. Like not everything's on it because some people haven't given approval. So that's yeah. why. Well, like, and some companies want, like, for example, if this is the first time I play Las Vegas, it's not, maybe it wouldn't, maybe it's not representative of what the real board game would be, not just the production and the cardboard and, you know, the art that goes into it, the quality of the die and, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's different, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I can imagine companies would not want to have their game somehow misrepresented. Right. It's tough because, again, I don't know how – it's probably cost millions of dollars to make that Monopoly app that we that Yeah, we probably. I mean, it was really well done. Yeah. As much as I don't like the game, it was a really well done app. So. It made me like Monopoly. I mean, mm -hmm. it was like, – It didn't and, go at that least, far. And, at least in, I enjoyed my time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was sitting next to Susie who kept saying, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got everybody to make the purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know that Josue bought stock in Monopoly prior to our purchases. <laughs> oh, man. Um, another website that I haven't tried recently, but I did used to play, was um, uh, Board Game Arena. 
which I've just noticed I have an invite to play Carcassonne on. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, that was from that night. Yeah. What was that? What, what was what? You guys didn't hear that? It's like no. somebody knocking on the door. But nobody, not at my door. It was weird. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay. It, it could be that I clicked on something in the game and it said, okay, here you are, and we're going to make oh. it sound like someone trying to get out of a box. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says our service is currently experiencing very high load due to exceptional circumstances. Yeah. You may experience some issues or slowdowns. Um, so, yeah, uh, Board Game Arena is another such platform that you can go to and play many, many games. Um, it's similar to Yukata. I think the uh, there's some better uh, better animations that go on sometimes. It's a much um, it's a much newer website too. Yeah, Yukata started in 2001. Um, Board Game Arena is much later, I think, um, and it's a little more streamlined and pretty. You know, you go on, you see the box that the game comes in. It gives you suggestions based on the kind of games you play, as well as suggestions based on genre and. Like I see for core gamers, I see for regular players, casual gamers. So you can play any number of games from Six Nymphed all the way to Terramisca. It's on all platforms, it seems. <laughs> we we can fail on many levels this way. Woohoo! Can I choose own can I choose to include certain rules later in the game? <laughs> Is that an option? You will have to write the, the individual programmers and, and see if that's something you can do. Is that an option? <laughs> if, you're, if your heart is set on, on uh, revenge, I'm sure that you'll find a way. <laughs> it's not revenge. I just assume that's how you like to play. And, you know, maybe, maybe a <laughs> no, platform that's, that allows that. That's how that. I end up playing a lot, though. <laughs> like getting halfway through a game and finding out, oh, that rule is completely wrong. Yep. Oops. Forgot, and it's not always my one. fault, okay? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've been to many conventions where people were playing under the, the suspicion of one rule and learned halfway through that the rule was no longer true or it wasn't true. So what yeah. we typically do is we say, okay, we're just going to continue to play this way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so I, I, I didn't get I didn't get to play Board Game Arena the other night, but I did register and we we tried to get a game set up, but we couldn't do it because of, um, I guess on the free tier we couldn't do we couldn't play with people in the same house. We needed a paid subscription per person. Yeah, yeah. So what is their business model like? What are their deals with games? Are those um, licensed or or what's going on? Do you know? You know, I don't know, um, and I don't see an easy sort of uh, statement on this website the same way I did on Yukata. It's fine. We didn't do our research. Neither did I. It's cool. Just, <laughs> just putting it out there. I just, I just wanted to maybe have some clarity on whether or not these are like, like do do the game companies support? You know, like right now in the middle of the coronavirus, uh, people are in their homes. I'm sure a lot of people are more relaxed about a lot of these things, but. Generally, like I would like to to know that I'm supporting the game makers, you know, that I'm not somehow taking away from their income or, you know, damaging or, or affecting negatively their their intellectual property by using someone's, you know, bootleg version instead of something that's licensed and, and official. Yeah, I don't think it's bootlegged. I think it is something that is uh, approved. Because especially when you look at Board Game Arena, it's such a professional-looking website, and it's so high-profile, like in the sense that uh, I know that I, I've heard that, that game designers play on Board Game Arena. Oh, cool. So I get the feeling that, you know, without having... I, I mean, I'm trying to look at facts and things, but without having any real clear... Like, I would just suggest anybody who needs that answer to be answered to go to the website and try to have a look around, because it's a pretty in-depth website you can look at a lot of different things on it uh so yeah uh, this is a case where you know rolling for change should have done more research but the fact is we <coughs> wanted to get uh, something happening pretty quickly one because we're all a little stir crazy ourselves and uh two because we felt like probably more people need to hear from us than than wait for us to do some some deeper research on some of these things also, I just woke up before we started recording. Uh, it's us too. I mean, I ah. did do some morning yoga, but otherwise, I'm now uh, an hour earlier than you, uh, and I keep forgetting that. I, I used to be yeah. an hour or two later. So, uh, yeah, an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I was always shifting time zones on a regular basis. Oh yeah, timey one. <laughs> that's what they. That's oh, yeah. what they call me. 
<laughs> so tiny wimey host way. Tiny wimey host way. Oh. So another option is to go to Steam and look up the board game software on Steam. And Steam also similar to like these various um, uh, iPhone, iPad kind of tablet apps is a little more high produced. But you can get a lot of good games there. Um, so you can get games individually, right? What's that? So you can get games individually, but there's also Board Game Simulator, right? Yes. You're, you're, you're referring to just the individual games that you can purchase. Like I'm referring apps. to individual okay. games. I didn't yeah. think about Board Game Simulator. I actually didn't realize it was part of Steam. I thought it was its own thing. So Steam is just a marketplace where you can buy, right. yeah. where you can buy games. So I know that you can buy... Uh, or download. I don't know if Simulator is free or it costs money. I don't. I have. I've, I've oh, never no, played I see it, it right now. It's twenty dollars. Okay. And then, do you purchase games inside of it, or does it just come with games? That is I a really good question. I don't know the answer. Um, I know that my friend uh, Mark likes to play Tabletop Simulator and also uh, Tabletopia. Um, Brian is going to be so angry listening to this episode because I'm sure he has answers to all of these questions. <laughs> <laughs> he might. It says, make your own games and play how you want. Unlimited gaming possibilities. So I think the way that, that Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia work is that they give you the, the tools to create the board that you're looking for, maybe with some templates for various boards. And then you have to play by your rules set between you and the person on the other side. So you probably still have those areas where it's like we're playing by the wrong rules because maybe it's not keeping up with the rules the same way you would. It seems like a programming sort of thing. But I'm looking at it and I'm seeing like pretty amazing simulations of many different tabletop games, um, including one that looked a lot like Scythe, which Scythe is on Steam, and I'm sure that it has lots of great animations. It's about $15 to buy that one. Isn't it on Board Game Arena too? Scythe is... Mm, I don't know. I didn't see it on Board Game Arena. I thought Brian had made a list of stuff and where it was. Probably. Oh, it even shows people flipping the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> the tabletop simulator. Uh, that's great. <laughs> oh, look. So I so love the idea that there might just be a button there is like flip table. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm, I'm reading on... Uh, on the Wikipedia for Tabletop Simulator. Mm-hmm. And it's it's what you said, right? It's like, it's basically the tool set to create board games and apparently flip them over. Uh, but through, <laughs> th- through the Steam's workshop, so people can create games and provide them to other people, it says a notable number of these shared items are adaptations of existing games, including unlicensed derivatives of copyrighted works. But it says uh, the, the creators have also worked with a number of game publishers to offer officially licensed tabletop simulator versions of their games as downloadable content. So the platform allows for that. And so it, I'm, I'm assuming it's one of those Wild West scenarios where it's the, you have Lollopoly and... and Lollopoly. And, you know, and, and then, but you can maybe also buy a licensed version of, of certain games. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, what I'm seeing is you pay the $20 initially to get the tabletop simulator, and then you can do those kind of tool things. And then there's a list of content for this game. So I see Wingspan at the top, oh. Scythe, Cosmic Encounter, Zaya, uh, Tiny Epic Quest, which I've been wanting to check out. How much, so are, the, these, how much these, are those? Each of these add-ons are about 7 or $8. Mm. Some of them are $10, depending, I guess, on the amount of animation going into them. Euphoria's on there. Yeah. Um a lot of stuff is on there. You can add the whole thing to your cart for two ninety one fifty nine. <laughs> oh, so all the games, all the games. Wait, wait, two hundred and ninety one dollars and fifty nine cents for about Holy uh, cow. thirty games, maybe. Oh my god, it's cheaper right, than buying a... the physical. It is cheaper <laughs> I than agree, buying the physical. But if I've already got most of those in my house, I don't know. I want to spend two hundred ninety one dollars to add to make them digital. Because you might get tired of playing with me and not knowing the rules. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to play with somebody who actually knows how to play the game. So, 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 like, uh, you know, we can we can jump around on this topic, but that's a, that's an excellent point. Like, so you, like, I I live alone right now, so I don't have anybody to sh- like in social isolation. I'm 
not playing or, or physical distancing, I don't have someone to play with right now. Yeah. And, but, and you do, but <laughs> you, you have very limited <laughs> number of people. <laughs> There's three of you. So at some point you're not going to, like, like you said, like you might get tired or like you're playing the same people again. And, and you're also limited on the, the, the games that you have. And so this, this broadens that, right. It makes it possible to play more things, but also play with other people. Like, you could make your own games at home, I guess, but like not everyone has the creativity or the patience to do something like that. And this is, I don't know, especially right. Like in this, in the, in the circumstances that we're in, it's, it's interesting to have so many options really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point I because agree. we know a lot of people who are single people who are completely isolated right now. And so we are lucky to be in a family of three, but a lot of people are just kind of, completely to themselves with you know maybe a six foot distance from their neighbor or whatever yeah um so it's it's kind of crazy right now and these are you know to be serious about what we're talking about these are really options for people who are experiencing social isolation and trying to still have their their game experience with one another yeah it's like you have if if board games are your favorite thing in the world to do that's true like so, so uh, I I keep talking about uh, my experience during Hurricane Maria through all this. This has all been like this crisis now has been uh, not fun because I get to relive all this old stuff. But oh, one of the worst parts of of uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Maria was not having access to the things that I that I liked. Mm-hmm. Like by having no electricity and no internet or even when I had electricity, I had no internet. That means I couldn't like stream my favorite shows. I couldn't access, you know, the podcast, the new episodes of the podcast that I like. I couldn't talk to my friends. I couldn't play video games online. I couldn't do the things that I, I enjoy the things that I live for in many instances. I was complete. I, I couldn't do them anymore. So if board games are your thing, that's the thing that you love to do. That's how you connect with people and your friends. And that's how you stimulate your mind. Thankfully, there are options if you still have power and you still have internet, right? Like right now, that's not the problem for most people dealing with this. Right. So you have access to so many different options. Yeah, and it, so in a sense, it's a great time for this to happen. And if there was ever a great time for this to happen, because there are so many options still available to us to connect with one another and to be able to entertain ourselves. Yeah, and people are making games free right now. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people looking to play. Also, so I mean, people who may not have been willing to play before are willing to play. So, and you know, and another thing. Again, I'll jump around. Uh, pick and choose <laughs> where we want to uh, tackle. But when I mentioned before, like going on Skype and playing, you know, a board game, that's, I don't think it's ideal. It's, it's, it's an option, but for role-playing games for D and D. Yes. Like, people are going, people are going, you know, uh, digital because like what, I, I mean, there are tools to use also, but you don't, you don't really need something like roll 20 or D and D beyond. They make it easier. Like I like D&D They do make beyond. it easier. But just as long as you have communication and you have a DM who's cool with, or, you know, everybody's cool with not and a good being story in the teller. same place. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Just as long as, you know, you don't have to be in the same room as right. long as you can communicate. Exactly. Uh, which, which is good too. I, and I mean, everybody agrees on the same set of rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, can, yeah. you yeah. can do some good stuff. In fact, if you look over at um, the therapeutic role-playing game site, they are making a ton of games free to people to just come and play yeah. and you can just join in the schedule i scheduled myself for tyranny of dragons next friday night um and there are volunteer game masters who are sitting in wait to to do things to to create community around uh around role-playing games yeah and people who have are who are already playing games i have friends who they had their weekly game going and now it's like no but like we would have never done this before like if somebody couldn't make it we just didn't play but now everybody like the resistance is gone right it's like oh no yep okay yeah no let's definitely do it let's let's go on skype or google mm-hmm. hangouts or whatever yep. and let's let's continue our campaign and and some people are a little more social isolation than the first place in the sense that they need that kind of distance and so even a place like like uh therapeutic role-playing games and things like that give people an option of being like social in a minimal way and yet still be social 
So for those people who can't be out in public on a regular basis, that's also a great option because you're just going to interact with a few people and then you're going to shut it down in about two hours and then, you know, you're good. Yeah. yeah. So I can even think of it as being a good tool for someone to help someone come out of their social isolation a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Speaking of tools, and this is something I'm experiencing this week because I'm, I'm trying to teach a group of therapists or I'm trying to help a group of therapists get used to doing telemental health because our company yeah. has completely turned to telemental health as our, our primary way of doing business. Yeah. So a lot of my therapists use worksheets, they use interactive tools, they use games, they use videos, all these different things in their sessions. And now suddenly we are separated by screens and we're left with this idea of what do I do now? And so for those those people who are therapists that can address this and the families can address this, so that that's the challenge you have to have on both ends. You have to have the right technology. But you can take these tools that we're talking about. You can still keep your Zoom window open and, and also use these games as a means to connect with the people on the other side. Yeah. I that's a so. really fantastic thing because yeah. everybody's kind of struggling to figure out, well, how do I interact with my clients now? Mm-hmm. Yep. That that's been my kind of message to people. I I even um, I've even suggested that they get involved with the uh, like an advertisement for therapeutic role playing. Now I I've even tried to get them to uh, interact with therapeutic role playing games, uh, the group, and and see if they can get support from them to try to what, figure out how you can do more. What group are you referring to? Therapeutic role playing. Uh, they are called therapeutic role playing games, right? Or therapy? Hang on, it's the group by by uh, Hawk. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. RP, RPG Research. <laughs> that's that's their website. Right? I'm terrible. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like I was like, who are you referring to exactly? RPG Research is is who you're referring to. Yes, got it. Yes, yeah. that is who I'm referring to. Um, so I, I yeah, no, they're great. They're great. They've been playing. super active. They've been they've been posting in the Geek Therapy Discord. They've been sharing stuff online. I need to like I've been I've been in a funk. I need to. I, I want to make sure that I I help promote them more. And I'm glad we've we've brought them up correctly now. <laughs> yes, I'm glad we did too. And we're going to have them on on uh, Rolling for Change in the next uh, one or two weeks if they have the possibility. So oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited I, about that. There's this. I don't know why I've never. I've emailed with them. We've we've interacted. I've never had them like I've never been able to to interview them. I've I, like I've wanted to collaborate in the past, but but they're great. Yeah, yeah. Like they have been, and they've been doing it for so long. You know, it's they have, sure. and they have the research to show that what they're doing is is doable. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. So that's exciting. So who's coming on the show? Hawk is Hawk coming on? That's that's the goal. <laughs> okay, good, good. That's good. the goal. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, Fantastic. they, they yeah, are in so communication happy. with me, so um, we we can see what happens. I'm also going to try to take their uh, their GM classes and see if I can become a better GM. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So all these things are, are exciting because there's just so many ways to reach out and connect with people, even in the midst of not being able to physically connect with people. Yeah. I mean, and to what you were talking about at work, um, I'm, I'm having a similar... Uh, I'm I'm finding that a lot of people are freaking out because they don't know how to do digitally what they've usually done analog, and uh, I'm I'm very comfortable in this space, so <laughs> I'm thriving right now, <laughs> and also helping a lot of people you know get adjusted. And so if you have any questions, like you're listening to this and you have questions or have some ideas and stuff, absolutely. Just reach out to us. I would, I would, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you've, you've got some, some tips uh, from stuff you've learned just from the last week, <laughs> what to do. Yeah. And, and I've been doing this kind of stuff for years and, and yeah, I would, you know, happily field questions or, or help out if I can. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I've been learning a lot about using the tool zoom. <laughs> Everybody's on zoom. Yeah. Our whole office is zoom now. So, employee meetings, uh, therapy sessions, uh, meetings with my bosses. This is all on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for gaming also, um, Discord is fantastic. Discord yes, was created for basically for gaming. Mm-hmm. And 
it's like if you've ever used Slack, it's like it's fun Slack, right? And yeah, but it, but it has all of these gaming features built in. Like if you if you have your Steam or Xbox accounts attached, uh, connected, it'll show people like oh what game you're playing. You can DM people, but you can also do groups. You can do group video and voice chats on there. And right now, since since the coronavirus started in the U.S. or since we started reacting to it they have expanded their rooms so w- within discord you can do you can actually stream like if you had twitch right so like but twitch is very public so if you wanted yeah. to do something more private you could actually do um, streaming rooms inside of discord and you can also do like group voice and and video chat to play games together again it's like it, it's designed as a communication tool for for around gaming and like if you have a switch and you like for example and you it doesn't have voice chat or any other game you can just connect with people even through your phone it doesn't have to be on the computer discord is a fantastic communication tool okay sway so when we play when we play animal crossing then you and i are going to chat on on discord we can yeah absolutely okay. although although you can send messages in animal crossing too. i know <laughs> and I, they go I... I haven't tried that yet. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> we will find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Susie and Hosway are talking about the newest Animal Crossing, which just came out on Switch. Which is, uh, uh, I like, I like Hosway's idea that Nintendo. <laughs> engineered the coronavirus to sell more copies of the switch in animal crossing yeah the world needs animal crossing what a coincidence that it came out that the most social video game in the world came out when the most social possibilities were non-existent so well, the, it's like the, the, the delay relaxing in the, the delay in the deploy of the game then was just because they hadn't gotten the coronavirus pre- prepped and ready yet was this your yep, thought yep, yep. Yep. Mm, yep. This is some yep. serious shit we're saying, guys. That is some, that is some serious co- conspiracy shit, dude. <laughs> this is what happens when you work from home. <laughs> Can't leave. You're laying in bed waiting for for Animal Crossing to to download and unlock in the middle of social isolation. <laughs> Those are the thoughts that come to your mind. Uh, just I hate. I hate. To, I hate uh, uh, like I hate even making jokes uh, about about any of this stuff at this point, but but you're gonna I do stand it. by my conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't have, I mean, you you pretty much it's almost like if you can't joke about it, you got to cry. I mean, that's there's yeah, no choice yeah. really. It's true. So it's there true. there's some seriousness to this here, but at the same time, I think we all recognize the reason that some people are mad that there are memes and there are all these people laughing at the situation, but the fact is. This is the way we as humans react to a tragic situation. If we can't make fun of it, if we can't find the humor in the situation, then we lose hope about things. Yeah. And so I'm not saying for people not to take things seriously, but I am saying there's no reason not to poke fun in all of this because this is certainly a weird situation that we're in. And like nothing I've experienced in my 52 years on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is, there's nothing that compares to what we're going through right now from, from my experience, so. In our lifetime, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and the geographic location, and you know, like on on one hand, we could say this this episode is very important because it helps us address um, mental health and social uh, concerns that are now that people will now experience because they are being deprived of uh, social experiences that they are accustomed to. But also, we're talking about having fun with your friends and people and making friends and having a good time in the middle of a disaster. <laughs> exactly. And, we played this week, and it was it's been it's been great every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, every game we've played, I can't wait to in the next couple of days. Hopefully, I'll I'll be set up in a in a different space where I can get back to like plugging in all my video games, have access to you know just more connectivity with with my friends and 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 commun in different communities, so we can continue to keep each other company, have a good time, laugh cry if necessary right like if we're playing a board yeah. game it allows for those conversations to happen or we're playing animal crossing it's it's like those are it's a it's a platform really right to then socialize to, to talk to to relate and to share experiences so i mean i'm sure there's a whole bunch of other tools out there uh for for recreating board games also oh also i think 
um worth mentioning uh twitch and other mm-hmm. streaming services like sometimes just being close to or just watching a game just like you mm-hmm. know you, you'll watch a basketball game you're not playing the game you can watch other people play and and that is something that that can be fun too mm-hmm. so all yeah, the youtube channels where you know they they do yeah. playthroughs and all that kind of stuff but but you can you can also or, watch or people live playing scenarios. live or live yeah. yeah yeah so you can like people get together playing live and I mean like Geek Therapy uh, streams three times a week where we play video games but um, during Extra Life we played board games and other kind of stuff and you know we we've talked in the past about having different setups just you know like watching other people play is 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 another way yeah. of. Uh, experiencing staying connected to the hobby that you love and if there's other people in the in the room you can you can chat with them too you know about what's going on about other things again it's just like it's an how often are games just an excuse to get together with with your friends yeah yeah i think that's why tabletop was so popular yeah Yeah. the will wheaton show was so popular was just because it was fun to watch him playing with his friends and interacting and all the jokes and the you know and all that it was more about their interactions than it was about the actual game so yeah yeah at some point i really want to uh get a camera set up so we can do rolling for change games that's that's a future thing but uh in the meantime if you guys are uh isolated and you need someone to play with um you can look me up on yukata i am rolling for change and on board game arena i am soundscape i think it's soundscape dj uh but I, I, at any rate, you can contact us gamers at rollingforchange.com and, and probably all of us are willing to play games with you somewhere in some environment. So uh, no we reason created, not to reach out to us. We created the Geek Therapy Discord for yeah. the purpose of organizing game nights. Exactly. There we go. Right, it so. never happens. <laughs> <laughs> it just became this awesome community where we talk about everything from, you know, from Animal Crossing to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But, but we still have a game night channel there. It just it, it's always been hard to coordinate, but now especially I'm hoping you know people go there and can say, hey, I've got these games I want to play. This, who wants to who wants to play, or at least be great. people who you might want to play with. I mean, we we've had a few um, game nights that have come from it, but like as as its core mission, it has failed us. <laughs> but it's become something. <laughs> but it's great an amazing thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the Discord community is amazing and. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to be on there much lately, but I really do appreciate all of those guys on Discord and and the the welcome wagon that exists out there in that virtual space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love the Geek Therapy Discord. If you want to join that, it's geektherapy.com slash Discord. There you go. Get your invite. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that a lot of our platforms for video gaming also have board games within them. You can get games on on your switch you can get them on your xbox you can get them on your playstation um heck you can probably even get them on these new services that i know nothing about that hostway could probably tell you everything about i can't remember the name of them right now what do you want to play stadia there you go thank you stadia and video geforce now is is worth mentioning real quick just because they if your if your computer sucks Right. You, if you like you're stuck at home and you have a very old computer and it doesn't run games very well, you can use a service like uh, NVIDIA GeForce Now to basically rent access to a supercomputer somewhere else and then wow. stream. So you can play games on that computer right now. It's like five dollars a month. But you like so if you have a Steam account, you can you can log into your Steam account through that supercomputer and play games that your computer can't run. But then you're playing them through your computer because you're basically streaming it like Netflix. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I've I've been using it. It's great. That you just have to make sure that the games that you want are there. But that's an option, right? Like, not only are you stuck at home, you don't have access to a good computer, or or maybe you have you just have a work computer, <clears throat> and you don't want to download games on it, but you just mm-hmm. download MV- GeForce Now, and then you just stream through the through your work computer. There you go. I haven't, I haven't, I had not given this advice to anybody. I don't know why. This is, this is like the best <laughs> advice I could come up with. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And Stadia doesn't, I, I can't speak to the quality of Stadia, but it's actually on sale right now. But the idea is you just with a Chromecast Ultra um, 
just like a like an Apple TV or a Roku kind of thing, you you can stream video games through that. Apple Arcade, is, mm-hmm. if you have um, iOS devices or an Apple TV, is fantastic. For five dollars a month, you get access to a hundred games that you could play, and and they're really good. If you have an Apple TV, you can play on your TV, and those are really the the most available right now. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I forgot about the fact that we have we can play those games on our TV. Yeah, yeah. If you have a if you have a controller that's a Bluetooth controller like a PlayStation controller, you can we actually connect one. to Yeah, you can connect to your Apple TV and play Apple Arcade through your TV. Yep. Yep. You can also connect the controller to your that, phone. That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized uh, that's actually completely possible for us. <laughs> hmm. the, so right. the, the the message is there are so many places that you can go out and play. Um, but the important thing is that everybody connects with everybody. Since we don't have that social environment that we once had, right? Um, reach out to those people who are, especially those people who are living singly, um, because they may be, you know, putting on a good fi- face. But I can't imagine that after a week to two weeks of of basic social isolation that they're not going to be feeling depressed, sad, unconnected. And so it's up to us as good people, good friends, to try to help those people that are living in a single situation mm-hmm. um, to, to feel the connection and to feel like they matter. Um, so I, I just encourage everybody to reach out to each other. The, the, there, there are too many people running around on the web saying all kinds of conspiratorial things and, and talking I about apologize. This, is the downfall. <laughs> this is the downfall of civilization and things, things that are really just like overwhelmingly negative. And the fact is, I believe that this, this horrible crisis can be the thing that shows us that how deep our hearts are and how willing we are to reach out to one another and be a community instead of be a bunch of fearful idiots. Uh, and and I'll, I'll add to that that I think if you're listening to this, you like gaming. <laughs> probably, <laughs> so, yes. So uh, otherwise, welcome. But <laughs> <laughs> that as, as, a, as the gaming community has a way of connecting and, and coming together around the things that we love that comes very naturally to us. And so in the moments like these, if you know people who don't like to game, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't like playing board games, they don't like playing video games, that's not their thing. You can, you can still take the experience of gaming, the ideas of how we connect and how we have different platforms and how we translate uh, in, in-person, physical, analog experience to digital distance and, and other ways, like help people connect, whether it's through reading or drawing or, or writing or cooking or anything like that, you know, like, there's a Twitch channel for everything. There, there are communities like Discord and forums and things like that. So if you find somebody who's like really, really not sure what to do now that they lost access to to their their local groups and things like that, you know, I'm sure you can you can just just tell people what you do and how we do things, and maybe they'll come up with some ideas and and, and look for alternatives during this time because they exist for anything that you're into right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you're used to going to clubs and dancing, then I, I suggest like a FaceTime Ooh, dance party. Dance off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I, I really appreciate the discussion. I think that we we hit a lot of good points, and hopefully this will be meaningful for to a lot of people. Um, but we definitely want to hear from you, so make sure you look us up on those various channels and ways that we've uh, suggested for you to connect to us. And uh, let us know about your experience of being in isolation, of being a gamer in isolation, or not being a gamer in isolation if you made it this far through a gaming podcast and you're still listening. <laughs> um, uh, so it, it, in, in a sense, it's an exciting time because you have the choice to be who you want to be regardless of the world around you. So be that person and try to care for others. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll we'll come back in uh, a little while here and and uh, discuss further how this Im- is impacting us uh, and see what else we can offer to our listeners. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks both of you for talking to me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Only for change. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say that again, Josue? Keep rolling for change <laughs> before you cut me off. <laughs>
It's so quick. <laughs> Keep rolling for change. There, there you, you go. go. That that sounds so much oh, better. Oh, that was so professional sounding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This was the one thing that Woody was omitting from this week. Yeah. The, the mention of his show. <laughs> what the mention of the show? Yes. The, the I don't remember not the sign off. The, the sign show, off. Okay. Sign off. I wasn't signed yeah. off yet. <laughs> Felt like we were signed off. I was trying to sign off, and then you said, keep rolling for change. <laughs> Shall I? Ruffle change. Ruffle change. Oh, Lord. Okay. Thanks for listening. Rolling for change is a proud member of the Geek Therapy Network. If you need a community of fellow geeks to play games with, you can find it at geektherapy.com forward slash discord. To reach us here at Rolling for Change, you can email us. We are gamers at rollingforchange.com. The music you're listening to is from Rocket Scientists, and you can find all of their music at bandcamp.com forward slash rocket scientists. We're in strange times, but we're all in this together. We want each of you to heed the warnings, stay home, and join the rest of us in the Oasis to play games. Write us to set a virtual game and we'll be happy to join you somewhere online. This way you can be at home, but keep on. <laughs> <laughs>